This is Thanksgiving Day, and you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said, stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. So this morning is a beautiful day to begin our celebration of Thanksgiving. But what are we thankful for? I look out at the congregation today and I see many here who are dealing with very difficult situations, carrying heavy burdens, illness, death, grief, family problems. So what are we thankful for? We look at our world, it certainly is not at peace. For those who are traveling today, they've been warned, be careful, because evil lurks at every corner. We look at our economy, and for some, it's not happy. So what are we thankful for? Last night I went to bed with the thought on my mind, what am I going to say to the people tomorrow for Thanksgiving that might mean something to them? So I went to bed thinking of that. And I woke up this morning and it was on my mind again what exactly I want to say. I got up early this morning and thought a little bit. And as I have told you in the past, as I always do in the morning when I get up, I go to the window to bless. God bless my parishioners. God bless my family. God bless all who are in need today, especially those most in need. God bless those I want to pray for, I've promised to pray for, 
I've been asked to pray for. That's something I've done for years. When I went to the window, my room faces Street Road or Archbishop Wood High School. So I don't go to any particular window. Whatever window is available when I think of doing it, that's where I go. So I went to the window facing Archbishop Wood, and when I pulled up the blind to look out, the light, the spotlights, it was still dark, and the spotlights were on Wood, their property. And I happened to notice that the one spotlight, the beams, were forming a cross with the spotlight in the middle. And I thought, thank you, God, for the reminder that you are present. And for the hope that the cross of Jesus gives us. So I said my little prayer blessing and then went about my business and then I thought maybe I'll read the paper and there will be something that will give me some inspiration and in the editorial page today of the Inquirer is a um, editorial and it is called I forget what it's called But it talks about Kairos, Kairos. And it starts out by saying, the Greeks defined Kairos as an opportune time or supreme moment in our lives. And then it's a beautiful story about how the moment of death in a family became Kairos for them. My brothers and sisters, grateful hearts are always grateful. Whether everything is the way we want it or not. Now we claim to be Christian and have hope because of what Jesus won for us. But when something goes wrong, we experience a loss, we have a hardship. Woe is me, woe is me. What does that proclaim about our Christian faith? Proclaims, well, we love God and we're happy as long as we have everything we want. And everything is the way we want it. But every moment of life is kairos. The joys and the sorrows if we have faith in God. Then I went through my folder on liturgy to see if I could find the, the blessing for the bread. I didn't find that. <laughs> but I found this in there. And so I thought, God really is giving me the grace I need to make my point today. I'd like to read this to you. In one of his journal notations, Thomas Merton writes, that we are always thinking that our life will truly be happy when. We are not satisfied with what is currently our situation because we have it in our mind that our life won't be happy until something else occurs. When I have one more thing I want, 
when I get rid of that personality flaw of mine, when I can finally have life as I have always dreamed it to be, when I am truly successful, when I learn to pray better, when I find the right person in my life, when, when, when. Waiting for the when keeps me from appreciating what I now have. Longing for promises and dreaming dreams is not a harmful deed as long as the present moment is not overlooked. As long as gratitude rises for what is already here. As long as I do not base my happiness on what is still wanting. Thankfulness for what has already been given is the foundation for hoping for what is not yet. Today I'm going to put aside my when this happens and my if only this could be and my when things get better and my as soon as I have this. I'm going to harvest what I now have gather all the many gifts that are already mine. I'm going to observe what has been placed in the granary of my heart and marvel at the abundance. I will stand before this heap of blessings and take a long grateful look. I will say farewell to my when and be thankful for what is. How many of us are waiting to be happy? How many of us are waiting for blessings to be thankful for? You know, we talk about the good old days. Sometimes we have to be a little bit mature and wise to recognize the good old days. But as the saying goes, these are the good old days that we will look back on at some point. These are. With all of the burdens you carry, with all of the hurt you feel, with all of the anxiety we have as a nation and a world, one day we will look back on these days as the good old days. But as long as we live these days with the attitude of if only and when, we miss the blessings that are ours. The people in our lives who we will grieve for one day because they loved us and made our lives better. The crosses and the sufferings that we live with and carry which will make us better and stronger. I often say, look back on times in my life that I would not want to live through again. But I know because of facing them with the grace of God and confidence in his presence with me, I'm better and stronger because of those times. And I think if you look at your hard times with faith, you know God carried you. If you have an awareness of God's presence with you, a gratitude for every moment, then every moment makes us better.
We grieve for lost people because we were lucky enough to have them in our lives. We're stronger and better and wiser because we made mistakes, because we bore hardships, because we worried, and we were able to experience something that others haven't. And so we have a wisdom that some don't have who haven't been through that. We need to be aware that every moment of our lives, joys and sorrows, God is with us. And every moment is kairos, an opportune or supreme moment. And when we begin to live that every day, then despite what we find ourselves in the midst of, we have hope in the cross of Jesus Christ and all that he won for us. And we know that every day and every moment is a grace to be thankful for.